What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast, where the bases are always loaded, and we will give you the information for your fantasy teams to knock it out of the park. My name is Tyler St. Jean. As always, I am joined by my co-hosts, Brandon Duff, Nick Frazier, and Maddie Keeboom. Brandon, how we doing? I'm doing great this week. Uh, Cashed another check. So we're rolling <laughs> to this week. We're doing well, man. I'm ready to go. Fantasy teams are doing good. Baseball's just, yeah, it's going well. Had a little t-ball game this week. Aren't you a little old for t-ball, that. Brandon? I wasn't playing, my friend. I was just watching. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was out there playing. I'm not going to lie. Every I'm time good. I watch baseball, I was watching kids on the bigger field. <clears throat> but, yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. Uh, snuck away with a win after my upsetting loss to Tyler. I almost blew it, though, considering uh, Rodon had the worst start of his uh, year this year. I was telling you. Was shaking in my little you. boots. And that being said, it, uh, it ruined my whole money in the bank and uh, champion, All went champion down. week. My, yeah, it, it was just, uh, it was bad all around, but you know, at least I got to win somewhere. Maddie, how you doing this week? I'm doing great. I actually did play the T-ball game. Five for five, five home runs. Wow. Field couldn't contain wow. me. Impressive. Impressive. That is impressive. Loved it. Every bit of it. Pimped every one of them. <laughs> well. You know, the weather is getting better, Matt. I'm sure uh, it, was, it was a nice weekend for hitting some balls off the tee. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> let's get this show rolling, though. Brandon, you want to get started off with the news and notes where we get into our biggest takeaways from week five? Yes, let's do that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. All right. Lamonte Wade Jr. Uh, was out of the Giants lineup today due to knee stiffness. Um, the Royals placed catcher Salvador Perez on the 10-day IL, a left thumb sprain. Um, he might end up on there a little bit longer than 10 days, but some bad news with the catcher there. Jorge Mateo was out of the lot, Orioles lineup still. Um, he's got a chest and shoulder injury. The Brewers uh, GM David Stern said Tuesday that the IL is still on the table for Willie Adamas. Um, he's still trying to recover from an ankle sprain. You feel that pain there, Nicholas? I wish they would just put him on the IL. I mean, yeah, I know that's spring. the worst. Take man. the 10 days. That's now the you're worst. taking up a roster spot. I can't use you. Yep. The I Astros better though. <laughs> the Astros place right-handed pitcher, Jake Odorizzi on the 15 day injured list with a lower leg discomfort. Question. Sorry. I mean, 15 day. I thought it would be a lot longer. Did any get like structured? No, off? no. I, my guess is it's going to be extended to much longer than that. Okay. It didn't look like just lower. I've had lower leg discomfort, and I didn't look like Jake Odorizzi on the on the field yesterday. So yeah, that looks, that I didn't have to get carded bad. out of work. So that looks bad. Yeah, you guys ever have a bad Charlie horse waking up in right. the morning? <clears throat> oh, it's the worst. Uh, the Rockies placed right-handed pitcher Antonio Sensatella on the 15-day injured list, lower back strain. Brandon Low is it? Brandon Low? Wow. Is he Low or Low? He's Low. He's right. Low. Brandon Lau diagnosed with a stress reaction in the lower back. He's on the 10-day injured list as well. Tyler Stevenson is uh, back in the Reds lineup today. Uh, he had a head injury. He had a concussion, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. He got hit in the face he, again. He's been back for a little bit, though. Has he? Yeah. Yeah, he got hit again, I think. Yeah. He came back, and he's been pretty hot. Yeah, he's been hitting homers, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. And uh, my last little bit of news here, Lucas Giolito said he'd be ready for Wednesday's start um, coming off the COVID-19 IL. Uh, yeah, one quick, get him back. yeah he'll, he'll be pitching on Wednesday against the Royals. One quick note on Lau, I saw that. You mentioned he was on the 10-day uh, DL, but I did see that. I think he's going to be out for at least three weeks with that back injury. So he, he'll, he'll be on the shelf for uh, quite a bit. Uh, with that said, let's get into our biggest takeaways. And uh, Matt, I'll kick it to you, Matty Keywoom here. 
get us started. What was your biggest takeaway from the last week in, in not just fantasy baseball, but the world of baseball and the MLB? So it's we talked about it last week. Were these mediocre pitchers going to get, you know, a little bit of uh, – were they going to ever get hit any bumpy roads? Well, it seemed like they all kind of did over the past week and a half. And, you know, I'm here to say I think it's not really that bad. These The, the team builders that roster, you know, the Miklas, the Miles uh, – uh, the uh, the Merrill Kelly, the Joe Ryans, they hit some hiccups, but it wasn't so bad that you should – completely jump ship i think they're gonna have these three four earn run starts it's just part of the game but i don't think it's too bad so when the regression bug hit it actually weirdly made me comfortable if i have one of those guys all right nick what was your biggest takeaway from the previous week in baseball Oh, uh, my biggest takeaway is uh, kind of piggybacking off what um, Matt was going with with the pitchers regressing. Do, do you guys think that, because I do, I think that MLB is sneaking the uh, the other balls back into the mix here, along with the dead balls to try and spike up the offense a little bit. I know there's been talk around everywhere that um, – you know, they change their balls year to year. At least that's the way it's been. And this is considered a dead ball, so to speak. Balls aren't flying out. I think we just witnessed, um, was it the Miami game? Where Avasel Garcia and who was yeah, the Jorge other guy? Soler. Jorge Soler. hit the, you know, had the exact same kind of hit. And one of them went 30 yards more than the other one. I think, uh, I, I think they're, I think they're being sneaky little snakes and trying to, Kind of, I mean, the weather is changing too, but I wouldn't put it past the MLB. I mean, they pretty much they own the ball company now, and they do whatever the hell they want. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I think there's clear evidence of some sort of randomization of what kind of balls they're using. The people can just track the data so well now. I mean, they can literally tell they they were on it. Just like yeah, that. Launch angle plus exit velocity should equal a, a certain distance when you compare it to past years. And they're seeing clear differences with the same data. So the balls must be different. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of people arguing like both sides of it, honestly. I'm not even close to smart enough to understand. Some people yeah, say like even just like a couple of miles an hour of wind could change the difference of both those two balls hit. The amount of backspin could change a difference. Both those balls could be hit exactly the same and have different backspin. Backspin will make the ball go further. I, I have no idea. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to even try guessing anymore about the baseball. I'm just going to, you know, if guys have stats that I like, then I'm going to take them and I'm going to tout them and I'm going to talk about them. And those are the guys I'm rolling with. So, yeah. Before I get into my takeaway, Brandon, you just reminded me. What's that like? Quick little segment they have on Sports Center sometimes with the science, uh, where they like go over like things like that. You know, oh, I remember cast. that. They were like, what? "What was it called, Matt?" Is it the Stackers? You talk about like the sports science where they would bring people in. They, they were like, like going slow motion. Sports science, yeah. Sports that's science. Where, yeah. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> like, oh, to... a kick from John Jones is like getting a baseball. Yeah, bat right. Yeah. Harper. Yeah. It's like a it's like a forty <laughs> mile an hour car collision. It yeah. would just show like a dummy being like. Oh! Just get like its ribs crushed in. Reminded me of that when you were talking about the, the wind and the, the ball spin. Yeah, man. But uh, anyways, uh, moving on. My biggest takeaway, I have a player take. Um, talking about Bryce Harper, the uh, reigning National League MVP, and just the week he had was insane to me. Uh, so Bryce Harper, he played at Seattle and the uh, L.A. Dodgers this past week, and he just won NL Player of the Week honors. He went 14 for 23, which is batting 609 for the week, including six doubles and three home runs. And oh, by the way, he did all that with a partially torn UCL tear in his elbow. He can't even yeah, play the ridiculous. field. He can't even throw the ball. He actually missed Sunday's game with a, a PRP injection to his elbow to, to help with the pain. So this, this guy just too, had one of the best weeks in like MLB history with with a messed up elbow getting a shot to get the pain down it it's insane like 
I know Bryce Harper's obviously an absolute, you know, stud. We all know this probably top five player in the league, but that that was to me the most impressive feat I've seen on a, on a baseball field this season so far. Bryce Harper, absolute stud. I mean, he, you look at his talent profile, his statistical profile, he's in the 90th percentile better in all the major hitting categories. Absolutely stud. Yeah. And I've been a fan of him since he was 16 years old. So yeah. uh, it's yeah. weird to say, but it's true. He's now 30 and one of the best players I've ever seen. He's kind of like Maddie, the Sidney Crosby. Go ahead, Terry. Nick. I was, yeah, real quick. He is like the Sydney Crosby. That's he's a Sidney Crosby of the yeah. MLB, the guy that everyone was waiting for to get out of high school and, and join the league. Also, Dave Dombrowski, who, who's, you know, used to be with the Red Sox and now he's the, over there with the Phillies, called them, believe it or not, this makes sense. He said Bryce Harper's a little underrated. <laughs> But geez, he, people don't even realize how good, I guess, he, from his standpoint, how good you know, he really is. I'm going so. I'm to tell you why he's underrated. <laughs> I think this is why. is because he plays through all of his injuries. And he has yeah. times in his career that he's had down years, and I think it's because he plays through things that other players mm-hmm. wouldn't. That, yeah, he used to play reckless. Like, as, as my opinion too. of Bryce Harper has completely changed over his career. I didn't like Bryce Harper at the beginning. I think Bryce yeah. Harper's a gamer. The dude plays all the time through injuries, and when he's healthy, he's one of the – maybe like a top three to five hitter in major league yeah, baseball. I'd agree. Uh, Nick didn't mean to cut you off earlier. What were you going to hit on real quick? Um, well, I was gonna, cause you guys brought up Jose Abreu, but I'll wait till Matt actually brings him up. Uh, who who uh, brought up Jose on. Abreu? <laughs> yeah. I don't Didn't think anyone brought up Jose, Jose Abreu. Really? Nope. Talking about Bryce why. Harper. Okay. <laughs> Nick's jumping the gun here. He's already in it to Jose Abreu. Sir, we have not no, gone to the next that's segment. My fault. Brandon still has to give that's his biggest fault. takeaway from the past week in baseball. Yeah, just offense. This week, we just had our, our highest output of offense. We had the highest OPS in the league, 724. That was um, like 60 points higher than the previous week. So um, highest WRC plus 111. I think we're just starting to th- see things improve right now. Weather's starting to heat up a little bit. That always kind of happens during Major League Baseball. Um, but, yeah, I just – I'm hoping that, you know, we see some more offense going forward. It seems like we will, and uh, I think it's exciting for fantasy, personally. I'm fantasy before anything. Give me offense in every sport, baby. That's right. Oh, yeah. Even though I'm – I agree with that. As a as a football fan, I, I go the other way, but for fantasy, I I, I have to agree. Turn it into arena. Offense is for fun or fantasy. Yeah, it is. It is more. Oh, yeah. I would say fun overall for for every fantasy league: basketball, football, baseball. More points, the more fun it gets. But let's move on to our uh, our next segment here. Uh, it's called the over under. And Maddie Kiwum, I'm going to let you kind of introduce our listeners to uh, what the overall. Uh, you know, objective is here with the segment, what, what we're going to be doing. So if you have listened to the show, you know, your boys like to make predictions and we are using the over under as a way to kind of dive deep into players and break down what we think a particular stat production where they'll finish in fantasy and the rest of us will get a chance to chime in and say whether we believe that number should be bigger and take the over or if it should be smaller and take the under. So we're just going to dive into some players here. We're pretty excited to to try this out. And like I said, we need to make predictions so that we can rub it in each other's faces. That's just basically what the show is. I agree. With that said, Mr. Brandon Duff, let's get started. Give us your first over-under, and then uh, Nick, Maddie, and myself will tell you if we're going over or under on your number prediction. All right, so my first over-under is going to be Christian Walker for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, I'm going to go that he's going to have a career high for home runs. His career high is 29, so I'm going over 29 and a half. Um, so far this year, he has a 16% barrel rate. That's up 9.6% from 2021, and it's a career high. 112.1 max exit velocity this year. That's the highest since 2019. If you look uh, into his... Last season, he was hurt with an oblique injury. Um, he was put on the aisle twice for it, I think. So um, I think he's kind of getting healthy this season, putting things together. Um, 
I think he's looking to have a career year this year. Hit his eighth home run today. He's just smashing the baseball. He's not striking out a lot, under 20% K rate so far this season. I think uh, Christian Walker's in line for a career year. And like I said, I think over 29 and a half home runs. Uh, Matt, what's your thoughts, buddy? So I'm going to take the over because I agree with you. He is smashing the ball and he's on pace. And sometimes I think it is that simple. If he gets traded, he'll probably go to a better lineup, maybe even a better hitter's ballpark. So I am going to take the over on the 29 and a half. Give me that career year for Christian Walker. Tyler, what do you got? If you watch, if you listen to our show, not watch their show, listen to our show. Uh, during Maybe our, one day you can watch it. And yeah, see one day. Faces. One day you'll watch us. Uh, That'd be great. Preview show. Christian Walker was uh, my deep sleeper. I was really high on him going into the year. And uh, I'm going over. I'm going over. He's on pace to go over right now. He said he has eight on the season. I believe that will put him on pace for over 30. Going over. Nick, how about you? I'm going to go with the rest of the crew. Um and he's got eight home run, eight home runs already. Uh, his Statcast page is red hot as long as he keeps that up. It's I mean, red, I don't see why not. He's on pace for. Yeah, it is red. It is scorching. My eyes burn. But yeah, no. I've, if he keep, if he keeps doing what he's doing, I don't see any reason why he doesn't hit that mark and even go beyond that. So. So basically, if you the, don't uh, have Christian Walker, high. get that man on your team because he is a yeah. favorite. Of the Grand Slam Fantasy Sports. Yeah, Hot I'm not kids. sure of his ownership percentages, but he's out there in a lot of leagues. So. He is oh, widely yeah. available. Yeah. yeah. Tyler, what is your give us your under your over under? All right, I will. I'm gonna go here with uh, New York Yankees Southpaw, Nesta Cortez. And um, you know, I've been keeping an eye on him this season, and I believe he has the chance to get 15 wins. So I'm gonna set the over under on 14 and a half wins. For Nesta Cortez, he, he has two right now in the season. I know it's like the middle of May, uh, but he also currently sports a 1.35 ERA, and he's yet to allow more than two runs in a baseball game this year. The Yankees right now have the most wins in Major League Baseball with 26. And uh, now that June, July, and August are coming up, Brandon just hit on his takeaway from the week as offense has been rising. Uh, I think the Yankees will be putting up a lot of runs per game. Over these next few months, not to mention their bullpen uh, really holds a ton of leads because they probably have a top three bullpen in the league. So Nesta Cortez, 14 and a half wins. Brandon, what are you doing? I like you said he has two wins right now, right? Yeah, that's that's where I like. I think the Yankees are. I I mean, I hate to say it as a Red Sox fan, but I think the Yankees are going to be one of the top teams in the league this year. And I'm going to go with the over on this. I like it. I think Nasty Nestor, he kind of does his thing out there. He's fun to watch. I'm going with it. I'm going to root for the over this year. Nicholas, how do you feel about Nestor Cortez? I think just because of how well he's pitching and how well the Yankees are doing in general, they're 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 actually clicking this year, unlike last year where they struggled mightily for long stretches and kind of took themselves out of it. But this year, I could see him easily hitting that. If he keeps pitching the way he is and they give him the run support, which I think is easily possible, yeah, I, I'm going to go over. I could see him getting that. No problem. Nestor, Nestor Cortez is having himself a dynamite season. His analytical profile is superb. It truly is one of the elite that you can see this year. Having said that, I'm taking the under because he's in the midst of being canceled, and I don't know how that's going to weigh on him, man. <laughs> He's being canceled? Why? I, for some old tweets. I'm we'll not, just, we'll I, don't, I didn't know oh, that was going this direction with it. But yeah, I but knew when Matt dude, started wow, you really, was going. I did not it. expect that at all. Is it, Matt, yeah. is he like actually going to be suspended for the I, like, I'm, no, I don't think it's going to result in any type of issues with his status within the Yankees organization. Uh, it's just... You know, that's not a. It's a very negative thing for a human being to deal with. So, you know, tweets you said when you were a kid. All right. Well, uh, whatever it may be. If it's but, depending yeah. on what it says, I, <laughs> I might be rooting on the under. Then, I'm not a fan of you know. It's not. It's not. I will say this. Well, we'll he didn't do we'll anything over. that make you hate on him. It's just he's in the midst of a, a, a Twitter but every, hate storm. He he did somebody that would make everybody else hate on him. Ugh. You know how the world is nowadays. Whatever you know, yeah, I'm not, I know. I'll, I'll look it up and it. I'll be the judge of, of what his tweets were, and I'll decide if I'm an. <laughs> you're the, you're gonna be the judge for yourself. I see it. 
Yep. Hey, like yeah. I said, I just I, it, it could be. I had no idea about that. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know that he was. Uh... I did. I did know when Matt started off positive, he was going negative. I knew that was coming. But <laughs> hey, listen, if he pushes through and and this is he can put all of it behind him, he's been pitching dynamite. Really good. I'm going over. 15 wins this year. I'm All sticking right. with a 15. All right. I think uh, Nick, Nick. Nick, what's your over under? So uh, I'm going to go with Juan Soto. And the reason is he's a, he's a great player. He just hit his 400th walk in his career. Um, he has eight home runs. But I'm going to say that he doesn't reach. I'm going to change it up a little bit. 79 and a half RBIs this season. I want to say he goes under because with those eight home runs, he only has 11 RBIs on the season. So that just goes to show you what he has working around him. Nationals are kind of garbage. That's an understatement. But I don't think he has enough of a supporting cast for him to reach pretty much 80 RBIs, even though he is a super stud. Brandon, how do you feel? How do you feel? Are you going over? Are you going under? You think you can pull some magic out of that? I'm just, I'm going to go, I'm going to go over and I'm going to go over because um, looking at most of his projections, they tell me to go over and last year he had over. So I'm going over. Just based off those two things okay. alone, I'm going over. Uh, Tyler, how do you feel about that? Yeah, over. Uh, he had 95 RBIs last year. He had over 100. The, year, well, the shortened season obviously doesn't count, but 2019. His last two full seasons, uh, over 95 RBIs. It's not, there's no way all of a sudden this year he gets under 80. So I'm going over. Matt, what about you? It's extremely tough to get RBIs when – the first thing that comes out of the analyst's mouth is walks and how much he's accomplished that in his year. And I'm going to say he goes under four out of the five projection systems on fan graphs, have him at the under. I'm going to trust those guys. They're a lot smarter than me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, baby. You got somebody, I got somebody to agree. Hell yeah. All right. All so right. I guess that leaves me right as the last of the first round. So to clarify here, uh, uh, let me just give it to you guys, and then I'll clarify. Jose Abreu still finishes as a top seven and a half first baseman in points formats. He's currently outside the top 20. Basically, the over will be he's better than uh, seven and a half, so six and under or seven and under. The under will be he's worse. So to clarify, he is worse at eight and more. He's over at six or better. Okay. So for reference, it's tough to conceptualize where a guy lands in the rankings without hearing who I think can finish ahead of him. I got Guerrero, Olsen, Freeman, Goldie, Pete Alonzo, Anthony Rizzo, and Ty France. So that would put him at eight. He has career highs in his walk by K rate, which is 0.56. He is right now has hitting the ball very hard, 54.5%. He's got an 11.8 regression rate, which is the third best in baseball. Chicago is going to continue to get healthier. That'll help his counting stats. He's in the 98th percentile for average exit velocity, and he's got a 224 BABIP going into Tuesday's doubleheader. That's about 40 uh, to 70 points below the projection systems. And I think he catches some fire here. He gets high as the season gets, go gets going, and he climbs from number 20 all the way to finish as a top eight. First baseman and points leagues. Brandon, you going over under the seven and a half. I'm going with under to clarify. Mm. I want to be a fence rider, but I think I'm going to have to go that he finishes outside the top. So you're going to go with the under? Under. I'm going to go under. So it's like he's going to finish, yeah, eight or eight or worse. He's still he so, started kind of slow. I feel like he has a lot to catch up to. So there's far, also some but, good guys ahead of him, as I highlighted. So it, yeah, it's gonna be tough. I mean, gonna tough I'm, sure. I'm gonna go under. Like you, I feel like he he can. Like he's Jose Abreu. He's just a good hitter, and he can definitely become himself. But I feel like he kind of has a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, I'm taking the under. Okay. Okay, Tyler. 
Yeah, I'm I'm just a little confused. So you said he's 20th. I counted 34th in, in points. I said outside of the top 20. Oh, he's outside of the top outside 20. Outside of the right. top 20. Currently. Yeah, I, yeah, I counted. The thing is, there's so many players right now who have that first base designation. So that's what yes. really scared me away. Like, if you were going true first baseman, like everyday first baseman, then I would be more willing to, to go with the over on this. But I'm going to go with the under because I counted he's 34th which is a tall task to climb into that top eight. And there's a lot of ton, there's a ton of like good players between even between eight and, and 30, you know, 34, like Vlad's not even in the top eight right now. So, uh, right. Olsen's still outside the top yeah, eight. There's exactly. a lot of guys that'll, that'll rise. Yeah. Still a lot of now, season. Oh, man. I think Abreu is going to finish higher than where he is now, but top eight, I just think the, the hill is a little too high to climb right now. That's just my prediction. I'm going to go with the under. Nick, what about you? Man, I I gotta say I want to go with the over. Hold on, Nick. We're talking I... about Jose Abreu right now, the guy that you jumped the gun on. You should already be ready to go on this and know what you're gonna say. I'm just mad. But for the listeners out there, you gotta know we're joking around when we do this. I don't. This is all joking around right now. We're not actually serious. I honestly, I don't know why I thought somebody taught, like brought him up in that conversation. I just was just daydreaming like, about Jose Abreu. Yeah, I think I think I was. I may have been looking at the notes though, and I don't know. Maybe I just imagined a a reference to him. But are you going to go but, with um, the under too? Are you going to make it a clean sweep? Uh yeah, I got to go with the under. I like you guys. There's too many guys ahead of him that are like quite a ways away. You'd have to make a he'd have to climb Mount Olympus pretty much to, to get um, even close to sniffing top eight. So it's a tall task. I'm going to have to go under as much as I do actually love Jose Abreu. So. Okay. Uh, I think Brandon, you are up for round two. Round two. All right. Yeah. My round two player is going to be my, um, my money in the bank winner last week. Tariq Skubal. I'm going over 190 strikeouts this year. Uh, he's got 45 so far in the season. Finished last year with 164. Um, I think it's really it comes down to innings pitch for him. Went 150 last year. He was 149.1, so he was right around 150. Um, you know, four of his last five starts, he's gone six or more innings. He's got a K percent this year of 28.3, career high. Um, four or five of his pitches have a 25% whiff rate or higher. Uh, I just think this is it. this is the year for him. If he goes like 170, I think he's got 190 Ks easily. So over 190 strikeouts, three scoobal. That's my second over under. Uh, Matt, what do you think about that? So I'm going to go with the over. Um, he's at 1.2 K per inning. Uh, so he'd have to go basically 160 innings uh, to eclipse 190 at this pace. His analytics look good. His, his his underlying profile looks pretty pretty great, like a true breakout season. He went 150 pretty much last year. Ten more innings. That's certainly doable. I think they let him get that point, so I think he hits 190. I'm going over. Tyler, what do you got? This just comes down to, to math, some math I did. So he pitches Saturday. That'll be game 40 for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, it's about a quarter of the way through the season, you know, 40 out of 162, but just about one-fourth. I multiplied his 45Ks times four. I got 180. So he's 10 short in that in that case. So if he duplicates what he's been doing the first quarter of the season, he'll be 10 short. I'm going to go with the under. Nick, oh, what about nice. you? Nice. I was ho- I couldn't have everybody go with all my – last one was a clean sweep. <laughs> I need to be able to rub it in someone's face well, when I'm right. Little did you know, the mathematician, the I, mathematician I, was going to show I, up today. I actually – Surprise, I kinda, surprise. I the teacher the on the podcast comes up with the smartest answer. That's it. You gotta. You just gotta use some math and get and, and go with it. Go ahead. No, I, I actually went with the same process um, Tyler did, so I'm also going under. I. I Nick, think he's are you gonna the kid in class who just cheats off the guy next to you? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm actually no. I'm actually pretty good at math. I might not be good with uh, <laughs> keeping my attention on stuff, but. Yeah, I I could do I could do some pretty solid math in my head. So no, did you really do the same thing um, though? Did you like did you? Do the time yeah. for yeah, I kind I kind of yeah. look what he had now, kind of judge it like yeah to what the season is right now. So yeah, I'm going under. 
I love Scooble. I think he is in a breakout year, but he won't hit that 190. He'll hit 190 plus. All right. Interesting. I, I'm like interested to see where these end up now. And, yeah. We'll keep track. We'll do some episodes at the end of the season to kind of jog back and see how uh, effective or ineffective our calls were. Jog back our memories. All right. I'm up, right? Yes, All right. Sir. This is my round two. Here we go. Going Dalton Varsho from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, right now, he's catcher two in points leagues. I'm going to set the over-under on three and a half. I think he has the ability to finish as a top three catcher in points leagues this season. Really what that comes down to is that his playing time, uh, he has a ton of playing time compared to some other catchers. Uh, we know he can catch. He plays center field. They DH him. He's in that lineup a lot and a ton. Um, he's got a rare potential as a catcher with power and speed. Uh could be a potential 2020 season. I believe he's 78th percentile in sprint speed. And as a catcher, that's pretty good. Uh, his metrics overall look pretty good. He's hitting the ball hard. Uh, I just think, you know, he's at that number two spot. I think he can maintain it, maintain a top three spot all season. Brandon, what say you over under? Yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go with you on this one. Um, I just think the fact he plays so much because he doesn't, he doesn't catch all the time. So I think that kind of sets him apart from other catchers. And because of that, I think if you're going total points, he's already up there. So I think he has a good chance of finishing the top three. Nicholas, how do you feel? Uh, yeah, I mean, the only guy above him right now is William Contreras. And he's just been Wilson. playing Wilson. out of this world. Uh, well, Wilson, yes. Sorry. William's also been pretty good, um, but yeah. he just doesn't play as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But, yeah, just because of the playing time alone, he's probably getting the most out of anybody because he does – he is technically an outfielder. But, um, yeah, I, I don't see it being that difficult to stay in top three range. So, I'm going with the over or whatever it would be to make him top three. That'd be over. Uh, I'm going to play contrary in this round, apparently. I'm going to go with the under. Uh, first and foremost, let me admit – I was wrong about Dalton Varshow. I kind of faded him in the offseason. I was dead wrong because he's a pretty uh, tremendous asset in fantasy. It is a shame, though, he will probably lose that catcher designation next year. Next year, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But I'm going to go with the under. Uh, you know, he's right now three in some points leagues. Uh, he's up to the top in the top three in the play Raider, but behind him is Will Smith. Uh, one of my favorites, Sean Murphy, Rio Muto. Uh, Kirk, who's getting more playing time than I thought. And I just think kind of along the way you guys used math in a round, you know, in a more direct way, I'm going to use it in a roundabout way. I just think that mathematically to get him in that top three, I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to take the under, but I still think top five, top four, even top four. Like I think he's right there, but I'm not going to put him top three. So I'm taking the under. Quick question, Matt. How many games do you need to keep the eligibility? 10? 20. 20. He'll, he'll, he'll come close to that. Uh, Carson Kelly's out. He's been catching a lot lately. They call the ballot that's Thomas. Good. That's true. That he, is true. He, he, be, if he gets uh, it, that's huge. He, he, he just, might. He, he, he's Dalton Varsha is going to have catcher next year. You think so? Yeah. I, I, that's he has 11, 11 games at catcher so far. Yeah, he's going to he's setting. He's yeah, going to burn he, that through for sure. If Which makes him, as long as he keeps that C next to his name, he's like a top five dynasty asset, asset at the position. Because there's been games earlier in the year where they put him in later in the game at catcher. Oh, that's huge. Which that alone, uh, that qualifies for yeah. a game at catcher. So he, yeah. even when Carson Kelly gets back, he's still the number two catcher. Like he, for sure. And that's he true. like plays center field, but then now that Alec, Alec Thomas up, I don't know what they're going to do with the plan is when Kelly comes back up. Varsho might just remain their number one catcher the rest of the season at this point. Like it, it depends. And they've also been fading David Peralta a little bit more and more. So they, they're going to get these young guys a, a chance at uh, every day at bats. And Dalton Marshall's at the top of their list. And you have to think guys like Peralta and Christian Walker, like they're not a playoff team. Those guys have to be available. Like why not get something mm-hmm. for them if, if yeah. there's an offer out there? Yeah. So Might it's, just trade I, I Peralta now. This is a matter of semantics for me. Uh, I like Varsho as, 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 as an asset in fantasy, but just given top three, I'm going to go the under. So I uh, will play contrarian here. Okay. Nick, over <laughs> under, what you got? Uh, so I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez, rookie stud for the Seattle Mariners. will swipe 40 bags in his first season. Um, he started, he, I mean, he had, he struggled mightily coming right in, but he had 
I mean, to be fair, he adapted pretty quickly. He's hitting 346 um, in the month of May. He's got two homers, uh, seven RBIs, five runs in his stolen base over his last 14 games. But uh, he's been getting on base more. He, I think he already leads the league in ba- uh, stolen bases, and he just swiped another one today, so he has 11 on the season. Uh, if he continues to get on base, could, continues to succeed, I could see him hitting 40 bags if they if they keep letting him run like he has been. So I'm going with the over on that. I will go to the next man and ask him, do you think or over under on the 40 bags, Tyler? Whew. This is this is a really close one. So he did – he swept another bag today. He's 11. <laughs> right. Currently, like, he, he is like, two for two a little with bit, a stolen uh, base. All right, I'm going to stick to what I originally went with. I'm going to say he's going to come very, very, very close to 40, but I'm going to go with the under. I think like high 30s. Mm. Uh, only two guys in the league at the 40 last year, Starlin Marte and Whit Merrifield. They both hit one and two in their, their orders. Ultimately, this Mariners lineup, it looks like Adam Frazier is going to maintain that leadoff spot all season. He's been doing well there. I don't see Julio cracking anywhere in the top five consistently. It's going to be that the top five is kind of set. If Julio's in a bat six, seven, eight, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to have enough opportunities to to get forty. It's a tall task, kind of what we were talking about. I have him, I have him a little bit short, a couple short, but he's going to get very, very close to forty. Under. Uh, Brandon, what do you say? Well, Brandon, we lost the Julio, so I'm guessing you're going to go with the over, but let us know what you think. <laughs> That wasn't fair to put those words in my mouth. <laughs> but I'm going to go over. He's going to go over. All right. <laughs> I'm going over. He's going over. Yeah. No, I I, I just think they're going to let him play all year. Um, He's batted. I know you said that he's batted like in the number five and six hole the, the last few games. So, and like I, I, they let him play every day. They send clinic down. They're not, they're not doing anything with him. He's been playing really good lately. He's batting over 300 for the month of May. So, He's getting on base and he's running still, even though he's been getting caught stolen more. He's still running. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to take the over. He'll be the third player. So it'll be Marte, whoever else you said, and Julio Rodriguez. Those two guys are last year, by the way. But Who else was it, though? It was, it was Whit Martin. Merrifield had Whit 40. Merrifield. And oh, Whit Merrifield's Marte. getting nowhere near that. So Marte. it's going to be, it'll be maybe, maybe Starling Marte, but Whit Merrifield won't get there. So I had him with the over because it's math and they're going to let him struggle in the bigs. And then Tyler spoke. He spoke those sweet words and he swayed me. I'm going with the under. I like the I like the stat he brought to the table that both guys who were over 40 last year hit the top of the lineup. And, you know, if they fancy themselves a playoff team, maybe they decide to slow him down. If it starts coming at a chance to score runs, Tyler, I like where your head's at. I'm siding with the under, baby. Hey, team under. Look at this. All right, there's some mixing and matching going on here in this, on these segments. All right, so I guess this is going to be the last one of the entire night, so I'll make it a goodie. I got Kevin Gosman ending the 2020 campaign with 228 strikeouts. Why 228? That seems pretty specific. That's one more than his 2021 total. So I got 228 Ks. He, uh, he's got a 30.9 K rate, which is up from 29.3 last year. He has a 29.7 K minus walk rate, which is up from 22.8%. So almost 7% up from last year. He's got a 2.21 Sierra. He had a 3.342 uh, Sierra last year. And I think that just depicts how good he's pitching overall. And he's setting career highs and swing strike rate at 18.3%. CSW percentage, 33.2%. That guy is a K machine. And I know the AL East is good, but they are known to strike out all four teams settle in the top 20 in the highest K percentages in the big leagues. So with all those factors, my man Kevin Gosman is going over last year's total at 228 Ks. Brandon, over on the baby. Over. I'm going over. Oh, Um, His slider and changeup both have a higher whiff rate this year than they did last year. And those are his splitters already the more than the best pitch in baseball. Some people call it the best pitch in all of baseball. So, yeah, I'm rolling with Gosman. And uh, his 
I know the NL East can score. I mean, the AL East can score a ton of runs. The Yankees, the Blue Jays. I mean, he's on the Blue Jays. The Yankees, the Orioles, the Red Sox, they all strike out a ton. So I think he's in line for a ton of Ks this year. Uh, Tyler, how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, you mentioned he had 227 last year. Uh, I was I was trying to do some math on this one like I did with Tariq Skubal. And, uh, Matt, I, I have to ask you the question, do you work for Vegas? Or do you, like, create these over-unders over there? Or uh, I do actually work for yeah. Vegas, the <laughs> entire city. Yeah. I, I kind of have Gosman, like, right at 228. <laughs> So uh, this was a tough one for me. I was like, I don't know. I'm on the fence. Like I'm literally on top of the fence at 228. Like that would be my number for a prediction if I had to like, you know, write a number down for his case. Right, so, right. But I, I decided I'll go over by like one or two strikeouts. I'll take the over. Okay. Now it's funny too, because the K ones, the, the as we're going through our over-unders, I had the hardest time really thinking about the three scuba over-under K percentage. So it's like the case. It's tough. Mm. Maybe we should work for Vegas. Vegas is a, a lot of ground to cover. Boys, Hire us, Vegas. Yeah. Nick, what are you doing over under here? <laughs> uh, I'm going with the space wizard, dude. He's um, yeah, I'm going over. What's I, a space I feel wizard, like dude? He, oh, a space wizard, dude. All it was, no, space wizard, comma, dude. <laughs> what, I'm still confused. What what is that? Oh, because he's out of this. His pitches are out of this world, man. Oh, that's why. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he makes it. He makes it disappear. He's got a. He's a hundred percent down with Chase Ray. He's making people. This he does. He makes it disappear. That's, I love it. He's yeah, a space. He makes it disappear. Black magic. All right. So yeah. two things. Number one, we have our episode name. Kevin Gosman, Space Wizard. No, nope, just just the Space Wizard. That's the, the Space the Wizard. Space yeah. Wizard. Space Wizard. Yeah. And then uh, number two, Nick. Now is your time to concede your championship or your champion to me and Brandon this week. Oh yes. Oh, uh, so for the listeners, our one of our next segment we're going into is the My Champion segment, and every week we're going to pick a player to represent us. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the player who does the best and, and what we're looking for, what the rules are, will uh, make us the champion for the week. And Nick was the champion the week before, and he made the rules that we all have to pick a pitcher over the weekend uh, who will allow the least amount of earned runs. We all picked our guy, me and Brandon. We went with uh, – I went with Corbin Burns. Brandon went with Max Scherzer. The legend. He went with Garrett Cole, and Nick went with Carlos Rodon. Did and uh, Brandon and I ended up <laughs> being co-champions this week because our pitchers only allowed one run, one earned run each. So this week, since we are champions, we held a secret champions consult without you two, without Matty Kiwum and Nick, and we discussed what the rules would be for the upcoming segment this week. And after Brandon and I met in the King's Lair, we uh, decided <laughs> that this week, the champion segment, are we going to pick up champion? We're going to pick a player who will score the most points Friday through Sunday in the weekend series, but they have to be less than 60% rostered in ESPN leagues. A hitter. A hitter. Yes. yes. Yep. So with that said, Brandon, give us your champion this week. Yep. So my champion. So I was going to go over the ringer, just so you all know, because uh, according to ESPN leagues, Jeremy Pena is owned in 58% of ESPN leagues. He came back today. He gets some good matchups coming up later this week. I think he plays the Rangers. But I decided to uh, to not take him. I went with Juan Yepes. I wasn't sure if Jeremy Pena was going to play, honestly. He had an injury. He was kind of sitting out. So I wasn't sure if he was going to be ready by tonight. So Juan Yepes, St. Louis Cardinals. Um, he also has some pretty good matchups going against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Zach Thompson slated to pitch. I think uh, Jose Quintana and maybe Bryce Wilson or um, the other uh, slouch I got shelled the other night. A.K.A. the pitchers opposite of the ones we chose last week. Right. So I'm going Juan Yepes, my champion. He's been pretty hot since he's came up, so that's what I'm rolling with. Uh, Tyler, I think you're next. 
All right, I'll go with my guy right now. Uh, I thought of Yepes, by the way, Brandon. Uh, the only thing that worried me is the is he's only had a couple plate appearances this year against lefties, and you mentioned a couple left-handers. Is, is St. Louis going to play him against lefties? I don't know. I, I that scared me away a tad. But Yepes has been hot, so I, mm-hmm. I like your choice there. I'm going to go with another guy who's hot. He's actually on an 11 game hitting streak, including tonight. Toronto Blue Jays second baseman Santiago Espinal. Kevin Biggio, now a minor leaguer. I don't know if you guys knew that, but, like, they're keeping him in the minor leagues right now. Mm-hmm. This guy just kind of took over his spot at second base. Uh, they're playing the Reds at home for the weekend. I don't know if you guys knew this, but the Cincinnati Reds team ERA is 6.04, which is not only worse in the league, they're the worst in the league by over a run. The Nationals are 29th, and they're, like, 4.98, and the, the Reds are 6.04. So they are awful at pitching the ball. I know they just got Castillo back, but I'm not worried. Uh, Espinal has been moving all over the order. Tonight he's hitting eighth, but earlier in the week he was hitting five. I saw him hit five hole, six hole with guys like Goriel and Chapman hitting behind him. So I'm, I'm going with Santiago Espinal this week. Nick, who are you going with? I'm going to go with uh, Royce Lewis, uh, Minnesota Twins. His first home run over the weekend. He's actually been doing pretty good. He's got a uh, – it's a short, small sample size, of course, but uh, 286. He's got four RBIs, one home run, 33 points in our league. He's got a hit in most every game. So I think he's kind of trying to fight to stay up because uh, Carlos Correa is going to be coming back. He actually has not been activated yet off the I.L. So I'm going to take a chance here. It's possible that he either gets sent down or he loses playing time. I, but I think the fact – I think his situation would call for him to, um, I don't know, just try and fight to stay up. So I'm going to go with him over the weekend. He's playing against – oh, who was it? Oakland, I believe, this weekend. I might be wrong on that. Oh, Kansas City. So he's playing against Kansas City this weekend. I'm not really afraid of any of their pitchers. He's going to be my champion. He's going to go up against your fine Warriors. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I, out. as the sole loser of this segment, I truly appreciate you saving me for last. Um, but I had to dig deep on this guy, and I'm very excited to unleash my champion. And I'm going with Brendan Rogers. From the Colorado mm. Rockies started off really slow, but since May 1st, which is 51 plate appearances, 360 batting average, seven extra base hits, two of those for round trippers. He's got a 156 WRC plus 16.7% barrel rate and a 54.8 hard hit rate. So he is super comfy in the plate this weekend. He will be facing off against the New York Mets in Colorado. Of course, home games at Colorado are a little bit of a boost in terms of fantasy production. And even though the Mets have a good rotation, I'm still going to pick on him because he is projected to avoid Chris Bassett and Max Scherzer, the legend. And at home, since Mm -hmm. May 1st, 412, both of those home runs came at home in a 201 WRC+. My man's going to put up some fantasy points and Finally, oh, I can taste the sweet victory of this segment and not be the sole chump. All right. Good luck to all. Brandon, top of the show, you mentioned you cashed in. Let's get let's get move on right now to the money in the bank segment before we sign off for the night after that. But to the listeners out there, if this is your first time listening, money in the bank segment, we always end their shows with money in the bank. It's pretty much a bold prediction. Uh, we kind of come up with, with something for the week with a player or, or a team or multiple players. And, and if it comes true, we cashed our check. And if we didn't, we didn't cash our check. So, Brandon, you said you cashed. What was your money in the bank last week? And hit us with your brand spanking yep. new prediction this week. My money in the bank last week was to re-school. Um, I, I predicted a quality start with six strikeouts. And his line was just, you know, a little bit better than that. It was six innings pitch, three hits, zero earned runs. Two walks and eleven punch outs. Um, you guys that took under one ninety. I mean, I'm just feeling sad for you at this point. But anyway, not me. Not me. Going forward, going Numbers forward, 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Rowdy Tellez this weekend. He's got four Ooh. games coming up. He's going against Eric Fetty, Patrick Corbin, Aaron Sanchez, and Mike Clevenger. Those are the starters. So Wait, he's got Mike Clevenger on Monday. So it's four games. I'm I'm counting four games before we record. Okay. So you got Thursday, so, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Friday. Nats, and then he's got the Padres on Monday. And we oh, he's giving game. himself a cushion game. Mm. Oh, well, a cushion because he might sit game. against Patrick Corbin. I mean, oh, <laughs> he needs a little cushion. <laughs> hey, I yeah, I like these little come. I smart hit, move. When I, when hey, I take these smart move. Little comfy ones, I hit. So I'm I'm I, I like cashing my checks, even if they're small. <laughs> so I'm going rowdy in four games against the pitchers I just said. I'm gonna, and it's just a small little take, three extra base hits in those four games, and you can take that to the bank. Three, three extra base hits, yeah. In four games, it's got to be all home runs. If you've if you've seen the uh, stature of Mister Tillis, hey, he's I mean, legging out a lot of doubles. Yeah, I. There's some weak arms three home in today's baseball, so I don't know. <laughs> Who's, who's up next? I'll go next. Anyone else cash last week? I don't think so. I almost mm. did. Tyler came close, right? I think Tyler's, right. Tyler, as the closest, you go next. I'll go next. All right. I went with uh, Max Freed with, with pitches. I think it was fourth straight. Yeah, fourth straight quality start against the Padres. No, it would have been his fifth. He had four. It would have been his fifth straight quality start. Against the Padres, I said sprinkle in five strikeouts. So I was looking for a quality start in 5Ks. So Max Fried went six innings, six Ks. So far, so good. But then four earned runs. So he gave up one too many earned runs to get me my check. All right, moving on. I'm done with pitchers. I'm done with a pitcher this week. I'm moving on to some offense. I'm going Nick Frazier style, my money in the bank. Get your pens no, ready. No, baby. Get your papers <laughs> ready. Oh, hang on. Hang on, baby. Here we go. You ready? It's about to go longer than the right Astros in a second. All right, Nicholas got us covered. You write this down. George Springer, Bo Bichette, and Vladimir oh, Guerrero Jr. will combine this weekend against the Cincinnati Reds, Friday through Sunday. They'll combine for 15 or more hits including three doubles and three home runs. That's that's beefy. I like it. That is, I'll say okay. it again. George Springer, Bo Bichette, and Vladimir Guerrero against the Reds this weekend with their 6.04 ERA, Team ERA, will combine for 15 or more hits, including three doubles and three home runs, including with those 15 hits. And you can take that to the bank. Get your wow, DFS stacks is, ready, boys. That, that might that might be the uh, biggest the biggest money in the bank I've ever heard you go with. That uh, was like that probably was my biggest. I that was the rowdy Tellez of bets. Hey, you know what? Yeah. When Max Free yeah. gives up one too many hefty, runs, that's a hefty. Close, you got to go big. I'm going. You gotta for, do like, it. You know, you got to go big. Go big or go home. All right, Matt. What's your oh, money man. in the bank? So essentially, the MLB doesn't want to see your boy cash two weeks in a row put in the dead balls against Pete Alonzo. It's in the proof. <laughs> they proved it. They ripped me off. But anyway, he didn't even have three hits, let alone three home runs in his homestand against the Mariners. Uh, I'm not going to quit hitting. I'm going to stick to that side of the ball. I'm going to say that Shohei Otani scores 20 or more fantasy points versus Oakland this weekend. He is not pitching. Oh, I was going to so, say, is he pitching and hitting? If he was pitching, I'd say 50. He's pitching Wednesday, so he's just hitting. And since May of ni- May 9th, he has 35 plate appearances. Betting 333, four homers, 18 runs plus RBIs, 235 WRC plus, and 54 total fantasy points, not including what he chips in from the mound. Oakland's pitching staff in that same span. So since 5'9, 369 total bases. That would be the most in baseball. And on the entire year, 1,399, which is the second most. Last weekend, Otani faced off against these same a- Oakland Athletics, scored 24 fantasy points. So this weekend, Shohei Otani shows out again with 20 or more fantasy points versus the Oakland Athletics. And you can take that to the friggin' bank, baby. 
Nick, we saved the best for last. Oh, boy. I, well, compared to what you guys throw out there, why not? I think I might be going a little. Um, Nick's about to week. pivot and be like, know. so <laughs> Rodon 28Ks. Uh, yeah, no, no. I'm, I am going to go with one of my guys. So uh, I just made a deal for him you know, this past week. I'm going to go with my man, Max Kepler. Uh, starting tonight, because the game hasn't started till Sunday. I think he has about five games. I say he's going to hit five extra base hits. He's going to raise his average to 260, sitting at 240 right now. And he will hit two home runs out of that of those five days. And you can take that to the bank. You guys got that? Can someone raise their batting average Matt, 20 points in five days? Is that even mathematically maybe. possible? This Wait, part was it? He was going to go from 240 to 260. <laughs> I honestly, at this point in the season, I'm not sure. I don't know. He's going to raise his batting just, average from 240 to 260? He's so 240? Like, I, I don't know. If he goes like... I'll, I'll, tell, you, have I'll a, tell you what he, he's at. He's at 243 right now. Yeah. So Tyler was so like, let now, me just throw 100 miles an hour. And I said, you know what? Let me throw 99 miles an hour. And Nick was like, oh, I don't think I have my fastball today. 107! So, so Max he's Kepler's going to have that. a Bryce Harper-esque weekend. Week <laughs> yeah. Bat 603 this week for the week yeah. and up his batting average of 19 points. Yeah. Stick to it, okay, Nick. Look. Don't even worry about the math. It's going to happen. No, no, yeah, listen. Let me, let me reiterate. Let me, let me go through it again. <laughs> Okay. Max Kepler will raise his average from now until Sunday from 243 to 260. That's one part. He's going to have five extra base hits, two of which will be home runs. Yeah. You take that to the bank. Get get him in your get him in your your fantasy lineups, get him in your DFS lineups cuz when Nick cashes this check, you could cash a million dollar check cuz he's about to go for like 82 points in fan in fantasy uh FanDuel. <laughs> Wait, so we need All someone right. who's smart that can do the math. You, we're gonna do the math. We're gonna tweet this out. Usually, usually when my uh, when I pick my own guys, though, it really comes back to bite me in the face. Well, bite <laughs> me in the, you know, yeah. any body part, really. But the, yeah, by training the old. As we just as we just learned. All right. <laughs> Thus concludes yeah, but, the money yeah. in the bank segment. Before we sign off for the night, Maddie Kiwum. Speak to the listeners. We had a big surprise for him. Yeah, absolutely. So to celebrate Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast's first birthday, we are doing a giveaway for our faithful listeners. All you have to do is prove that you rock with us. Take a snapshot of your phone or wherever you tap in and tweet it to the podcast. Our handle on Twitter is at Pod. The contest will run until the end of May, and then we will announce the winner on our very first episode in June. The prizes, that's right, I said prizes, will be revealed when we drop this episode tomorrow. Like I said, to enter, just take a snapshot that you are a listener, send it to the podcast on Twitter, and you will be entered to win. Good luck to everyone that enters. And you know, before we say goodnight, you gotta you know you gotta go and plug yourself. You gotta tell everyone where you can find you. So as I mentioned, the show's Twitter handle is at gsfspod. And while you're on the Bird app, you can follow me. I'm at Maddie Kiwum. I'm also at Maddie Kiwum on TikTok. I post the FBB Market Watch every single morning on Twitter. So check that out. And while you're in the giving mood, checking out some of my content, I got articles coming out on SP Streamer. Dot com. Nick, where can the fine folks find you? Well, they can find me on Twitter at the real saint underscore Nick. And um, they can also find me on Instagram at the real underscore saint Nick. And that's where you can find me. That's where I am the most on social media. So, Brandon, can you tell the fine people where they can find you? Yeah, just come follow me at, uh, on Twitter. At Brando Duff, B R A N D O Duff, like Duff's beer. Um, 
Yeah. If you love Joe Adele, come follow me, baby. I'm the official Joe Adele truther. So. <laughs> he is the president. We of the tweet Joe about Adele Joe Adele every yes. day. <laughs> we see. We see He's how great he is doing <laughs> every single day. You, you're not just on, on Adele though. You got you got a lot of info. So. Hey, you can find me on Twitter as well uh, at BirdmanTS18. Uh, so, guys, any final words for the listeners before we sign off for the night? Yeah, get Rowdy Tellers in your lineup this weekend. Rowdy Tellers, get the Blue Jays, and of course Max Kepler is going to be the American. Don't forget about Don't forget about the German mammoth Max Kepler. <laughs> going to lead you to victory. All righty, go Celtics and. Until we see you next week, you have been listening to Grand Slam. Fantasy Sports Podcast.